I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. A Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We are just two single girls trying to figure out how to date well as Christian women. Yeah. It's a big week for us. We have a new podcast. Kristen, you just started your new job. Yes, I did. How'd it go? It's been so good. You it's love been, it? Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Good. So I am on staff at my church and I just started working with our singles ministry. How fitting. Very relevant. <laughs> but no, my team's awesome. The work I'm doing is really fun and I don't I've really enjoyed it. I don't see how you do it though. You have to get up so early. Like I could not do that. Yes. So I have to drive into Atlanta to go, which I've never <laughs> done before. I've never worked actually in the city. And I do not live in the perimeter, as right. we call it. ITP. Yes. And so I, but I went out, Bethany went with me, and I bought one of those like old school alarm clocks got, with like, the, the little bells, bells on the top of it that you see in Straight old Straight I love Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> and because I have a really bad habit of sleeping through my alarm, I have my little echo dot that I set an alarm on. I've slept through that. I sleep through my phone alarm. Which there's nothing more terrifying than somewhere you have to be early in the morning. Have you ever done the wake up in the middle of the night and go take a shower because you think you have to get up, but you don't? Yes. And then you like get out of the shower and it's like 3.30 a.m. and you're like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah, I've done that before. I think it was when I was, had to go take the SAT or something. I was so paranoid. (laughs) It was, oh my gosh, it's terrifying because not only can I not be late because of work, but if I don't leave at a certain time, I will sit in major traffic. Atlanta traffic. Atlanta traffic. Any of my Atlanta people know what I'm talking about right now. But anyway, so I bought this old school alarm clock and I put it on the other side of my room (laughs) so that when it goes off, I have to physically get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Okay, this thing sounds like a 1950s fire truck on steroids. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Oh my word. It scared the crap out of me. So it goes off at 4.55 a.m. And I just, I leap. Literally, leap out of bed, hands go up. I'm running across my room in my pajamas trying to turn the thing off and all my contacts in. It was, it's a hot mess. But I have made it to work on time every single day. Yay, so that's I like an complain. accomplishment. Good job. It really is. It really is. Okay, enough about us. Enough housekeeping. Before we get started, if you haven't already, go check out our first episode. That's where we talk about what we wish was different about Christian dating, and we really set a foundation for everything that we're going to be talking about in this podcast, so be sure to go and listen to that when you get a chance. Everything else we say will make a lot more sense. That's very true. That's very (laughs) true. It's a nice starting point, but okay, enough housekeeping. We won't bore you with all of that stuff, so let's jump into today's topic, which I'm pumped about first dates do's and don'ts yes I'm really excited about this too I think there's a lot there's a lot of resources out there that tell you what not to do on a first date and then there are a lot of other resources that tell you what you should do but so often those things don't line up like some things will say never do this on a first date and others will say always do the same that same thing and it's like what in the world so we've got a list of three things I think three big key things not to do on a first date Uh, And then we've got three corresponding things to do instead. So we're going to give you an alternative. We're going to give you uh, an answer to the don't with a do instead. It's very organized. We really like it. We are. We're we're a little bit of a overplanners, shall we say? We're big list people. (laughs) The first thing you should keep in mind is don't treat this like it's a job interview. 
Yeah. Because it's not. It's not. I think we've all been on both ends of that probably too. Probably. Bethany, what would you say? Have you been more on the interviewing or the interviewer side? Oh, goodness. (laughs) I know the answer to this question. Um, I'm just asking. Yeah, she does. (laughs) She set me up for that one. I think I've definitely probably been more on the interviewing side. Uh, I tend to be a little more of the mentality that I want to get all the necessary boxes checked of all the important things that I want to know and not waste my time. If there's big things that don't line up, I want to get to those really quick and figure out what they are. So I sometimes jump too soon into the big things. Um, But I think I've learned, and you can probably attest to this too, you might be a better judge of it than I am, whether or not I've learned it. (laughs) Oh yeah, I think you have. But it's a hard thing. You have to learn to be patient. Oh, for sure. And give it time to learn the details of those big things. You don't want to treat it like... I don't know, we kind of call it a first date theology quiz. Um, <laughs> Lovingly, but yes. also <laughs> where, not really. Where you sit down and you're just like, okay, well, what is your testimony? And have you been on a mission trip? And where have you gone? And what have you done? Or what are your beliefs on this or that big thing? I did actually go on a date one time, and I wasn't the one asking the questions okay, this time. Okay, good for you. But I was on a first date with a guy, and we hadn't even hardly been there at 20 or 30 minutes, and he's like, so what are your thoughts on Calvinism versus Arminianism? And <sighs> Just jumped right in. <laughs> he did, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I have strong beliefs on those things, and I know what I think about them, but I don't want to tell you after I've only known you for 20 minutes. Yeah, like you don't even know his middle name at that point. Right, and that honestly was kind of a turning point for me of saying, okay, if I'm not wanting to share these things with someone else, they're not going to want to be telling me either. So I need to just back off and relax and give it a little more time. Because, yeah, you don't want to treat it like you're on a job interview and no. you need to check all these boxes. Yeah, just don't grill him. And I'm sure some of you are probably like me. You have a list, which we talk about in a later episode, so stick around for that. But <laughs> you have all of these things that a guy, you really want a guy to have or to um, portray, let's say, to consider him dateable. And you want to figure that out as quickly as possible, but you don't have to figure that out in the first 20 minutes of this date. Heck, you don't even have to figure it out on the first date, period. It's just not necessary. So, on the flip side, though, our, what do you call it, opposite of this point is to have fun. Just relax. Yes, this is supposed to be fun. We talked about this in our first episode is how we wish dating was more fun. And this is a way to make it fun. A big way, I think. Yeah, you can still have really great conversation, ask really meaningful questions without being so deep where it's intimidating. And you still get to find out a lot about a person that way. So, and two, don't be selfish and see the person across the table from you as a means to an end. Like, how could this person help me or make my life better? Or how is this relationship going to enhance my well-being? It's, no, this is a relationship that you're trying to develop. This is a team thing, and it's not all about you and what you get out of it. So just take the pressure off and relax a little bit. Yeah, I mean, relationships really aren't about you at all. Nope. I mean, they are, but... Leave it to Bethany to go, like, super deep, but she's so right. But, I mean, as Christians, we're called to live selfless, service-based lives Mm -hmm. to the glory of God. And that translates into a relationship in that you should be looking to serve the person you're with. And now that's past a first date, I realize. Yeah. But you set up patterns for subsequent dates on your first date. 
you can you, you set, set a foundation. But just remember in all of that, though, intimacy in a relationship deepens proportionate with the commitment level of that relationship. Um, so let the more serious questions come later. They'll naturally flow. If you set a foundation of common, trivial interests, yeah. for lack of a better term, yeah. in the beginning, you know, what movies do you like? What music do you listen to? Do you have the same number of siblings? Are you the both, you know, the oldest or the youngest? or That sort of thing. Get to know them. Yeah. And then as you're more comfortable, it will be more natural to ask those bigger, deeper questions. Definitely. And what, one thing my dad always told us when we were growing up was that, you know, you have all of these boxes and compartments in your life of all the different things you do. You've got sports, you've got school, you know, when you're younger, you've got family, you've got church, you've got friends. All these things are like little, you know, boxes in your life. And if you just put your faith over in another box, just like everything else, then you've kind of missed the point. Mm -hmm. Your faith and your walk with God should be the lens through which you see all of those other boxes. And so every decision you make about friends and school and all of those other things, if they're made through the lens of your faith and glorifying God, then everything else will fall into place. And if you have two people on a first date who are seeking to do that, then you can relax and have a good time and not worry about figuring out every theological point you agree or disagree on on the first date. It's important to talk about those things, but give it a little time. Yeah, for sure. And just like Bethany just said, if this guy is truly seeking Christ and his faith influences his life, then that's going to come up in conversation. That's something that I've really been praying for specifically over the past few years is not that I would just find a guy who's a Christian, but that I would find a guy with an obvious relationship with Jesus and that I can tell that his faith is, you know, bleeding out into every other area of his life. And if that's the case with the guy sitting across the table from you at Olive Garden, then that's my favorite date spot, by the way. Just a little tidbit for you. Then, Guys, if you're listening, Yeah, no, seriously. No. Um, but that's going to be evident to you as you're having even the more trivial conversations. Yeah. So keep that in mind. And like we said, just have fun and enjoy it. Yes. It's a first date. It's not an arranged marriage. <laughs> Thank goodness. Seriously. Okay, so the next point I feel like is going to cause a little bit of a... There's just a lot of differing views on this. Yes, and I'm a non-confrontational person, so my heart rate is picking up a little bit right now. So I mean, we don't even completely like, no, we don't agree. We don't totally line up on this. So our don't number two is don't let him kiss you on the first date. Now, and like I, I say never. And Bethany says never. I'm a little bit more lax. <laughs> if you really want to know the details of my opinion, you can. Find me on Instagram and ask me. I'll be happy to tell you. I'm not going to talk about that here. We don't have time for that. But what we do agree on, whether we're, you know, lined up on that specific sentence, the principle behind this and the reasoning why we're saying this, we totally agree on. And we both think it's super important. And that's why we wanted to talk about it. Yes. And I mean, we said, you know, the don't is don't let him kiss you on the first date. But really... What we're getting at is if a guy is more interested in the physical aspect of this relationship that's in the early stages than he is in getting to know you, especially on the first date, that's a red flag. I mean, oh, that's something sure. to me that would, would be reason to not have a second date. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, 
if, yeah, if all he can think about or talk about is the physical part of it and he doesn't want to get to know who I am, then that's kind of a non-starter for me. Definitely. That actually happened to me (laughs) where I was quote unquote talking to this guy. I know you can lecture me for not taking my own advice about just going out with a guy instead of talking to him forever, but we were, we had been talking long enough where we were planning to go on our first date And every time we talked about it, for the days leading up to it, it was, oh, I just can't wait to kiss you, or, like, all these things, talking about how he was going to kiss me on the first date, and, like, all this other stuff. And it was nothing, like, inappropriate or anything, but it was just, it came up a lot to where that seemed to be the focus, or his goal for this date was that, and not hey, we've been talking forever over the phone or texting. Mm -hmm. Let's talk in person and get to know each other better or whatever. And that's a really good way of putting it. That was his goal. Yeah. What is the goal of this date? Is it to get to know each other? Or, yeah, is it just her if you get to the end so he can kiss you? Yeah. If that's his mentality, or if that's your mentality. Yeah, either way. Check check yourself, too. Yeah, either way, if that's what all you're thinking about, you need to decide what you're really seeking yeah. in this potential relationship. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, I ended up not going out on that date with this guy. And I think that's guy. smart. Because that was a really big red flag for me. And two, if they're that focused on the physical stuff at the beginning, that can really easily turn into a trend over the course of a longer relationship. So you want to be cautious about that. Yeah, I think that's really a really good uh, way of putting it. So on the flip side, though, what what we want to do, instead of having that be the focus, set a precedent of the focus being on the non-physical side of any potential relationship. And to, let's be real, you want to make him work for it a little, too. Oh, yeah, for he sure. He needs to prove himself a little for before sure. you're going to kiss him. <laughs> make him challenge him a yeah, little bit. Guys yeah, need yeah, to be exactly. challenged. So, while physical attraction is important, uh, we're not saying that at all. You don't want to be building a relationship with that as the foundation. That being the physical side of right. things. Right. True. Okay. Yeah. Focus more on getting to know them. Seeing if you both connect in regards to your faith. Personality. Sense of humor. Do you get along with them? Because once you bring the physical part into a relationship, whether it's holding hands or kissing, like, whatever it is, that's going to take away from those other things. So you want there to be a solid foundation there before you move into that. Definitely. And just my little tidbit, two cents here. You should in some way, shape, or form be attracted to a person that you are dating. We're not saying that you should just suppress all attraction and ignore it or anything like that. And if attraction feels forced, that's also a red flag. So I get that it's kind of a catch-22 we're giving you here of you don't want to just go ahead and let him kiss you on the first date, but you also would... You should want him to. Yeah. In if the, an extent. If, if, if it's thinking about possibly holding his hand or kissing him, it just kind of makes you go, ugh. Yeah, kind of cringe. Okay. <laughs> that's not a good thing. No. I mean, if you cringe at the thought of kissing the person sitting across from you, then maybe you just need to rethink dating him completely. Yeah. I just think that's a good rule of thumb I there. think that's a great rule of thumb <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And now I will say this too, though. One little caveat just because you're not head over heels in love, super attracted to someone after a first date, doesn't mean it can't build. But there should be something. If the, Maybe the attraction is your taste. 
this is why you need to talk about those other things. There might be an attraction based on your taste in movies or you serve in the same ministry in the church and you have something to talk about. You have something to build on. The other part can grow, but there should be something. The something, though, doesn't have to be physical. I a agree. physical attraction. I think of it as like a brick wall. Like, you can't build a brick wall out of nothing. You've got to have something to start it off with. Right. And then you can build on top there of it. There you go. Yep. That's a, a really good way of putting it. So, yeah. Make sure your wall is built with solid bricks that aren't going to blow over at the first trouble. That's great. I, I came like up with that. We didn't even spot, plan right? for that, people. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, Bethany, keep going. You're okay. on a roll. Let's, well, we'll let's go. Then. Um, we're going to move, though, to our next don't, our third thing to not do when you're going on a first date. And this is um, something I think... It's so obvious, but all girls struggle with this oh, one sure. way or the other. Definitely. Don't have unrealistic expectations. Now, let's clarify for a minute what that means. Because I didn't say don't have expectations. Yes. I said don't have unrealistic ones. And we need to differentiate between yes. the two. So, you can't expect a guy to be perfect, to say all the right things, for there to be no awkwardness whatsoever. And like we said in the first episode, you can't expect to know one way or the other whether you want to marry him after a first date. So (laughs) those are the things, just put those out of your head. Those are things just don't even waste time thinking on when you're getting ready to go on a first date. Oh, yeah. But what you can expect a guy to do, because like Bethany said, you shouldn't have no expectation. You can expect a guy to be kind and respectful and hopefully he's chivalrous. Fingers opening crossed. a door goes a really, really, really oh, long my way. Word. If a guy opens a door, or if he if he opens my car door, that's even yeah, more that's so. that's a big deal. But if he opens all the doors for me, and gives me his jacket if I'm cold, yeah, checking all the boxes. Because it shows that they're thoughtful. Yes. It's not just that simple act. It shows they're thoughtful, they're thinking about you. Yes. And as we've said a lot, it sets up a pattern for a longer term building of a relationship. Agreed. And you can also expect to have a fun time hanging out with this guy. It is okay to have the expectation of having fun on a date. I feel like sometimes, especially if you're being set up or if it's a blind date or if you do online dating, you can kind of go into it really skeptical, thinking, oh, I just need to get through this. This is going to be so awkward. No, don't go into it that way. Go into it with the idea of I'm going to have a good time with this guy. And we may never go out again. We may go out 14 more times, you know. But I would hope that if you agree to go out with a guy, you'd be somewhat looking forward to it. With that being said, though, uh, this is where I think we can get ourselves in trouble because as wonderful as romantic comedies are... Oh, I love them so much. Literally, that's all (laughs) I watch. They can be dream killers. And okay, I know that's dramatic, but you get the point. Like it's true. It's one thing to expect to have fun on a date. It's another thing to go into it expecting a romantic comedy. Yeah. Because they're just not real. No, they're not. I hate to burst your You hear the disappointment (laughs) in my voice right now? I am so guilty of this, though. I'm so guilty of this. And all my friends know it, and they have to remind me constantly, Kristen, you are not in a Nicholas Sparks novel. It's... (laughs) Which is good, because you'd probably die at the end. (laughs) Anyway. Wrong author. But 
all of that to say, I tend to set my expectations really high early on for what a guy's supposed to say, how romantic he's supposed to be, how he's supposed to be able to read my mind, you know, which I don't think that ever really goes away. Uh, just kidding. That was a joke. For those of you who aren't <laughs> laughing, like this girl is crazy. But I do tend to err on that side. So this is something I really have to be careful about. Well, and I do too, but kind of on the opposite end. Like, I have to be really careful with my expectations because I tend to set them unrealistically low. I tend to go into it more with (laughs) Chris is giving me the saddest face right now. Like the little pouty lip. (laughs) No, but I tend to go into especially first dates. Like you said, if it's a blind date or a setup or whatever, I kind of have a I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop mentality. Like, if a guy seems really cool, I'm just waiting for, you know, that thing that... Oh, yeah. Kills it. So I have to be a little more lenient and be a little more realistic in my expectations, bringing them up a little. Because I just sometimes expect it to be bad. Yeah. And you don't want to be either way. That's what we're trying to say. We're both, yes. We are both. And it's good to have people in your life. Me and Bethany help each other a lot. We balance each other out. (laughs) I tell Bethany, come on, get excited. And she's like, Kristen. He's not Zac Efron, and it's great. Seriously, though, don't go into a date thinking it's going to be like a first date from a movie. If it is, wonderful. You just lucked out, and you're, you know, great, and you can share all your secrets with me later. But don't let that be the bar that you set. Set a bar realistically, not too low, not too high, and then see what happens. Yeah, and so we've said, okay, don't set unrealistic expectations, high or low. But what you do want to do, and this is the kind of bringing it full circle here, is keep a really open mind to a second date, even if the first one's really awkward. So whether you go into it with a high expectation or a low expectation, if it's super awkward and it's just just kind of weird, because two people who don't know each other at all, especially if you don't know each other at all, sitting down to try to forge the beginnings of a relationship is just going to be awkward. Um, literally thinking about this is making me cringe. Like we are talking about this and I'm thinking, yeah, I really want to be the optimistic person that tells girls. Yeah. Even if it's awkward, go again. But I'm sitting here thinking I would need a lot of pep talks. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy at all, but awkwardness with dating is just somewhat inevitable, especially starting out to some extent though, you get out of it what you put into it. So if you're sitting here cringing already, remember if you look for horrible, (laughs) you're probably going to find it in the person sitting across from you. Because newsflash, we're all sinners. So if you look for bad things, you're going to find them. So try to look for the good in the guy. Try to look for, if there's weird, quirky habits, we all have those. Look past it. Move past that. Look for the good things. Move past the awkwardness and set a pattern of looking for the good stuff. But if you know the person already, that kind of helps somewhat. But even then, there's bound to be some awkward silences, random pauses in the conversation. And some days might have more of those than others. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But even if it does, that doesn't mean you've got to drop the guy like Ari dropped Becca last season in the Bachelor finale. Bethany's looking at me so confused. My Bachelor people know what I'm talking about. You can't just get rid of him like Latzman's shoes. Well, I'll take your word for it on that one because I really... (laughs) She's saying words and I'm like, you're trying to tell me something. I know it, but I don't know what she's trying to tell me. (laughs) But if he's a good guy and for the most part conversation seems to flow pretty well... A little awkwardness is worth living through. The more time you spend together, the less awkward it will be. Patience is key here. And trust me, I am preaching to the choir on this one. (laughs) 
I am not the most patient person. I will admit it. So we've got to just be patient about being patient, too. That's so true. <laughs> well, and I have a story to go along with this one. Okay. And I absolutely love telling this story. So my parents, they've been married for 30 years, have a wonderful marriage. I love her parents. They're my favorites. I'm kind of <laughs> partial, though. So they met, went on their first date, and both went home, respectively, and said, I will never be going out with him again. My dad, I still laugh at this, my dad said my mom was too opinionated, and my dad's, or my mom said my dad was too arrogant and thought too highly of himself. <laughs> my dad was like a high school football quarterback in a small town, so you know he thinks he's it. <laughs> and my mom didn't care, and so she was super opinionated about it, so it just didn't really mesh well. But two and a half months later, they're engaged. And which then, is really fast. Which is really fast. I tell them all yeah. the time. I'm like, I don't know if I could do that. I just don't. And then eight months after that, though, so ten months since they met, they were married. So from meeting to meeting marriage, to marriage was in ten under months and under a year. Which I will say, go into this kind of thing being ready. Like if you're not ready to be married within a year or at least engaged, maybe you shouldn't be dating. That's a very good point. But that's still really fast. That's very fast. <laughs> I'm not even sure I would recommend that. Yeah. But I mean, clearly Oof. they've made it work and it's yes. great. But. Point of that being, just don't quit too quickly, because my parents totally could have just quit after that, and that would have been it, and I wouldn't be here talking to you guys. <laughs> so, you can thank my parents later. <laughs> but, even, you know, with that in mind, if after a few dates, a few, not one, a few, things are still really awkward, progress isn't really being made, then it's okay to take it, that into consideration when you're deciding if you really want to keep dating the guy. Just try to avoid having, like, this one-and-done mentality when it comes to dates. Because, as I mean, okay, ladies, we all know, think about getting ready for a first date. Probably you have a friend come over. How long you take, how nervous you are, you do your hair, you do your makeup, all of these things. He's just as nervous as you are. I forget that and so much. And I do, too, because we have all this time. And as girls, we tend to talk about it more. So we get all of our thoughts and nervousness out ahead of the date. We, you know, we talk through it, but he's just as nervous as you are. And I feel like there's a little more pressure on him because he has to come up with what to do most of the time. He has to plan it and facilitate all of that. And pay. So then, and pay. Like, you're not losing anything as We a girl. do not take for granted. No. Might I add. We might no. joke about it, but that's something we appreciate. And oh, we appreciate yeah. the effort they put into it. But they're just as nervous. And it's just as awkward for them, too. So don't just write a guy off after one awkward date. If it's just some awkward pauses and building a conversation, like that's okay. Yeah, definitely. Such good advice. Again, this is so much easier said than done. So we are right with you guys if you're thinking. 100%. I have been on this really awkward date with a guy and I cannot possibly stomach going out with him again. Give him one more date. Yeah. One more date won't kill you. It's a couple hours out of your life and it's, you know. You never know. You could be engaged in two and a half months. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I completely agree, though. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's everything, I think. I think so. Okay, great. Be sure to check back next week as we will be talking about technology etiquette for dating, which is really exciting and kind of terrifying all at the same time. (laughs) Also, if you have any thoughts or questions on what we talked about today, feel free to reach out to us on social media. We've linked all of our accounts in the show notes so you can get in touch with us that way. And then until next time, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. 
and this is Looking for the Middle.